my son, attend to my words, incline thy ear unto my sayings, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. You are listening to Get Deeper, Go Higher, the media channel of the Deeper Life Bible Church, Miami, Miramar, in Florida. As you listen to this message, we pray it will bring life and health to your body, spirit, and soul, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Our loving Father, we bless your name for your grace and for all you do in our lives. Thank you for this time to listen to your word again. Lord, we pray that your spirit will illuminate our hearts with your word in Jesus' name. And as you speak to us, we pray none will be dull of hearing, will not be too familiar with your word. And Lord, as you speak to us, we pray you will multiply grace unto us to be obedient to your word all the times in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for answering us. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let's open our Bibles to Esther chapter 4 and verse 14. Esther chapter 4, we are reading from verse 14. The book of Esther chapter 4 and in verse 14. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? We know the story of Esther. We know the story of her people in Sushan was in a strange land. At this time, it was a time of perplexity. It was a time of looming danger and doom. And Esther was like in a slumber. And so Mordecai sent this word to her. And we know the story. Eventually, what happened after the message. Today I'm speaking on the message title, Hold Not Thy Peace at This Time. Hold Not Thy Peace at This Time. To be spiritually asleep in a perilous time as ours is next to sleeping on a train track. It is unwise, it is unsafe, and it could lead to a very sad end. Slumbering and sleeping in a perilous time, this end time we are in is risky, it's unwise, it's not safe at all. So, so we look at the message, hold not that peace at this time. I pray that the Lord will speak to you. You'll be spiritually awake and you will not be caught with your God laid down and loose in Jesus' name. Let's look at the message under three, three subtitles. Number one is the looming destruction, arousing agony. The looming destruction that is arousing agony. It's a pending destruction. And that destruction is arousing, it's waking up, it's, 
is exciting agony in the heart of those that are awake. Number two is the lassity of divinely appointed ambassador. The lassity of divinely appointed ambassador in the midst of the loomy danger. Divinely appointed ambassadors, they are lazy, they are lars, and they are indolent. But the Lord will wake us up in Jesus' name. Amen. Third point is the laudable decision and action of awakened ambassador. The laudable decision and action of awakened ambassador. Let's begin with the first one, the looming destruction arousing agony. Esther chapter 4, let's read from verse 1. Esther chapter 4, reading from verse 1. When Mordecai perceived all that was done, Mordecai rent his cloth and put on sackcloth with ashes and went out into the midst of the city and cried with a loud and a bitter cry and came even before the king's gate for none might enter into the king's gate clothed with sackcloth and in every province whithersoever the king's commandment and his decree came there was great mourning among the jews and fasting and weeping and wailing and many lay in sackcloth and ashes. It was a time of perplexity. It was a time of looming destruction. All the Jews in the land, they were to be wiped out. Not for any just cause. It was unwarranted, but it had been decreed to happen through the instrumentality of Haman, the wicked man in the land. It was uncalled for, but then it was decreed to happen. So the people were perplexed and they were devastated. They were distressed. It was a looming destruction and it brought about agony in the heart of the people. It brought about distress. It brought about confusion. And we could see all of them putting on sackcloth. Mordecai would not be comforted. Put on sackcloth. And they were like helpless people. And their destruction was approaching fast day by day. Because a day had been set that the people should be wiped out. Let's look at it from uh, Esther chapter 3, reading from verse 13. And the letters were sent by post into all the king's provinces to destroy, to kill, to cause to perish all Jews, both young and old, the little children and women. In one day, even upon the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, which is the month of eight month Adar, and to take the spoil of them for a prey. They have been decreed to perish. And so there was, there was cause for them to be perplexed. There was cause for them to be depressed and to be, dis, to be in distress. It was 
a time of re-sorrow to the people concerned. And if we bring that home and we relate that to our situation, is there no cause for us to have agony in our hearts, pain in our souls, for the multitude of souls around us that are doomed for destruction if nothing happens to change their destiny from eternal destruction and for them to partake in the life that is in Christ. The multitude of souls around us, some of them are our relatives, some of them are very close friends, but they are not born again. And the sentence of death is there in force, in effect, concerning their souls. And this sentence, of course, is not even written by Haman. It's by God himself. And it's not a joke. And it's not reversible. The only thing that can reverse it is salvation in Christ Jesus. Let's look at Romans chapter 6, verse 23. Romans 6, verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. Hebrews chapter 9, in verse 27. As it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment. The judgment is pending. The judgment is looming. And it is not something that any man can escape, except you are saved in Christ. Except you have your name in the book of life. We read it in Revelation earlier. Except you have your name in the book of life. Destruction, judgment is coming upon the wicked. If you want to read it, Revelation 20, from verse 11. Revelation 20, let's read it from verse 11. And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face... The earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Praise the Lord. It is going to be a time of real sorrow and irreversible destruction. It was a time of perplexity for 
Mordecai and the people that were awakened to the reality in Shushan in, the, in, the, in, that, in, the, in their time. As Mordecai was awakened to the reality of the pending doom, we must be awakened to the reality of the impending destruction of souls that are not born again around us. Look from our homes, from our families, souls that are not born again, what will be their end? In our places of work, in our schools, those your friends, we share and we joke, we do things together almost every day. But where will be their end? They are not born again when they die or the trumpet sounds. What will be their end? <coughs> we should be awakened to the reality of the pending trouble for the sinners. And it should awake us to actions. Actions that will rescue the perishing. Action that will destroy the reigns of evils in our land. Just as the action of Mordecai and Esther eventually destroyed the reign of Haman in the land. It should awake us to actions that will destroy evils in our land. Lifting up the banner of Jesus Christ. Say the light of God must shine in our land. Jesus must reign. These souls in the land that are perishing, they must be rescued. And the reign of the devil must be defeated in their lives. Actions that will cause the Lord to reign in our land. And the reigns and the oppressions of the evil ones in our communities to be defeated. Action that will enthrone righteousness in the heart of men. And actions that will save our young ones and our posterity to come. But unfortunately, not every believer is awakened to this reality. I pray you will be awake in Jesus' name. Amen. That takes us to the second point. The last city of divinely appointed ambassador. The last city of divinely appointed ambassador. Esther was divinely placed in the palace as a queen. Vashti had been, had been dethroned. So Esther came in by divine appointment and favor of the law. She was in a privileged, a privileged position through the special favor of the Lord. It was not only a privileged position, it was a powerful position. But it was not taking advantage of it. She was last. She was laid back. She was like in a spiritual slumber. She didn't really realize her position. She didn't realize the reality of things around her. And this state of stupor was like a, a, a deadly thing that was almost engulfing her own, her own people and even her own life. Let's hear what she says. In the midst of the perplexity in the land, Esther chapter 4, 
Let's see her reaction. In this state of stupor, spiritual stupor, spiritual slumber, see what she said. A privileged person, an ambassador of her people, a powerful person. Look at her in Esther chapter 4. Let's read from verse 4. So Esther's maids and her chamberlains came and told it her. Then was the queen exceedingly grieved, and she sent raiment to clothe Mordecai and to take away his sackcloth from him, but he received it not. Stop there for a while. Look at what she was doing. It, was it a time for, for, for changing cloth? Was it about changing cloth? She was just concerned about the physical appearance of her uncle. She wanted to change the sackcloth. She was concerned. Oh, my uncle is appearing in the gates of the palace with sackcloth. Let me change his clothes. She was oblivious, I mean, of what the problem was. Even though they sent her the message and she got the message, she was grieved. But the reaction was, it was, was illogical. The reaction was, was ridiculous. It was not about cloth. It was about souls. It was about lives of people, including children and women, that were doomed to be destroyed. But she was sending clothes for her uncle. Let's read further. Verse 5. Then called Esther for Hetash, one of the king's chamberlains, whom he had appointed to attend upon her, and gave him a commandment to Mordecai, to know what it was and why it was. So Hetat went forth to Mordecai unto the street of the city, which was before the king's gate. And Mordecai told him of all that had happened unto him and of the sum of the money that Haman had promised to pay to the king's treasuries for the Jews to destroy them. Also he gave him the copy of the writing of the decree that was given at Shushan to destroy them, to show it unto Esther and to declare it unto her, and to charge her that she should go in unto the king to make supplication unto him, and to make requests before him for her people. And Etash came and told Esther the words of Mordecai. Again, Esther spake unto Etash, and gave him commandment unto Mordecai. And the king's servants, sorry, all the king's servants, this is what she said, all the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces do know that whosoever whether man or whether man or woman shall come unto the king into the inner court, who is not called, there is one law of his to put him to death, except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter, that he may live. But I have not been called to him in unto the king these thirty days. And he told to Mordecai Esther's words. Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not with thyself, or with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. 
For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Ambassador, divinely appointed for the people at such a time like this was in a slumber, was sleeping. She was not awakened to the impending doom of her people. And in much similar way, many of us, the ambassador of Christ, the ambassadors of Christ, we are not awakened to the impending doom of the people around us, including our relatives that are among the unsaved souls, including our friends, our loved ones. We are not awakened to the impending doom. She was in a slumbering state concerning her own endangered life. She was a Jew and a decree had gone into effect that all the Jews should be wiped out including Mordecai, her uncle. Of course herself, even though she was a queen. But she's a Jew. And a decree had gone into effect and nobody changes the decree. So eventually when they are destroying the Jews, if they venture to destroy her, the king might not even have the ability to save her because a decree had gone into effect to wipe out all the Jews. It has been signed. So she was not awakening even to the danger that she was, uh, she was exposed to. In the same way, we believers, many that are in a slumbering state, we are not awakening to the reality of the danger we face. By the grace of God, we will not be swallowed up in the unrighteousness in our land in Jesus' name. Amen. But if we don't preach, if we keep our mouth shut, do you know that evil doers will worse, worse and worse? And they will continue to get worse in their abomination and abominable things if we refuse to preach to convert sinners. Those that have the tendency of becoming formidable instruments in the hand of the devil to do more wickedly. If we allow them to flourish, we don't preach, we keep our mouth shut. And they capture the young one, they capture the new generation, and they capture the powerful people. And do you know that even in our own time, we might get suffocated by the unrighteousness in the life we don't preach? And we might make it more difficult for ourselves to continue on the path of righteousness and live in the land. If we don't preach and we just face our own affairs, secular affairs, and we think that, well, I'm not a pastor, well, I'm not a, a, an evangelist, 
where I'm, my focus now is to make my career is to I mean is to is to make my career flourish is to make my I mean to finish my education is to focus on my business and make it to flourish and we forget about the mission of saving souls of making righteousness to reign in our land we'll be endangering ourselves spiritually we'll be endangering our posterity our children i pray the lord will wake us up in jesus name Esther was not awakened to the privileges she had. She was not awakened to the power that she had. She was in a privileged position. No other woman in the land had that privilege she had. She was the next person to the king. I mean, she was the wife, the king's wife. But she was not awakened to that. Instead, she was not conscious of the fear of not being accepted by the king when she goes in to him to make requests. And she was given excuses. She had not been called. That the risk of her dying. And many believers are like that today. Not awakened to the reality of our privileges in the kingdom, the privileges we have, the power we, occupy, we have, the position we have to stand before God and intercede for souls and we will be accepted of God. We underrate and underutilize the power of our, the power of prayer, the weapons we have. We don't use it as effectively as we ought to. The power of the word of God. And if we preach the word, it is the word of God that breaks the strongholds of sin and the power of the devil in the lives of men. We keep our mouth shut. We don't use the word of God. We don't preach it as we ought to. We give excuses. Oh, they will not listen. Oh, they are too religious. Oh, they will not, I mean, they, 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 are, they are not going to accept it. And we give excuses and excuses and excuses. Just as Esther was giving. But I pray the Lord will transition us from the land of excuse giving unto the land of action of faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Action of obedience to the word of God in Jesus' name. Our actions will produce results in Jesus' name. She was not awakened to her responsibility. She was not. She was not awakened to her responsibility. She was like blind to her responsibility. No wonder the word of God says in uh, Isaiah chapter 42. Six of his servants... Many believers today, they are very blind to their responsibilities. They are blind to their privileges. They are blind to the impending doom of sinners around them. Isaiah chapter 42. Let's read from verse 19. Isaiah 42. Reading from verse 19. 
who is blind but my servant, or deaf as my messenger that I send, who is blind as he that is perfect, and blind as the Lord's servants. Many of the servants of God, children of God, ambassadors of Christ, they are blind. Open their eyes, but they don't see. They don't see the danger ahead. They don't see their responsibilities. They don't see their privileges. They don't see what the Lord, what the Lord expects of them to do such a time like this. Verse 20. See many things, but thou observest not. Opening their ears, but heareth not. That's the situation of many people today. A last city of divinely appointed ambassador. Esther was not conscious that God could replace her. If she failed in her responsibilities, and what was her responsibilities? Was to stand in the gap for the people that were decreed to perish. And we, as believers, we are like Esther. We have been divinely appointed at such a time like this. We came into the scene, not by our making, but by the appointment of the Lord. By the grace of God, we are saved. You are here not by accident. You are in the United States of America at such a time like this, not by accident. You are in the world at such a time like this, not by accident. It is by divine appointment. And you are an ambassador of Christ at such a time like this. Just as Esther was in Shushan, an ambassador in the palace for the people of God. You are an ambassador at such a time like this, but what are you doing? Are you awakening to your responsibilities? Are you awakening to the privileges you have? Are you awakening to the pending doom? And are you awakening to the reality of judgment that is looming? Let's look at Ezekiel chapter 3. Verses 10 and 11. Our responsibilities as ambassadors of Christ. Ezekiel chapter 3. Let's read from verse, verses 10 and 11. Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, all my words that I shall speak unto thee, receive in thy heart. And hear with the ears, just as God is speaking to you now. And go, get thee to them of the captivity, unto the children of the people, and speak unto them, and tell them, Thus saith the Lord God, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about their reaction. Don't worry about their response. All you need to do is go and tell them, Thus saith the Lord. And you will have washed yourself, your hands clean of their blood. Verse 17. Son of man, 
I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore hear the word at my mouth, and give them warning from me. When I say unto the wicked, Thou shalt surely die, Thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thy hand. Yet if thou warn the wicked, and he turn not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. I pray you will not be found guilty of the blood of another man in Jesus' name. Amen. Esther was not awakened to the fact that God could justice her. God could replace her. God could render her useless and unprofitable a privileged person. And I thought that's what woke, woke her up. And Mordecai sent that first word. Let's read verse 14 again. Of Esther chapter 4. I pray God will not replace you in Jesus' name. Nobody will take your place in Jesus' name. Esther chapter 4. Let's read first verse 14. For if thou all together holdest thy peace at this time, then shall dear enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? No doubt she was in the kingdom for that purpose of being a vessel for the rescue of the people of God. And no doubt you are in the kingdom for the purpose of advancing the kingdom of Christ at such a time like this, of rescuing the perishing. No doubt you are in the kingdom for a purpose. But as Mordecai spoke to Esther, if thou art together hold thy peace, then shall there be enlargement come from other souls. If you think, well, I'm not ready to work for God. I'm not cut out for the mission. It is less of my concern. It is less of my priority. And I care less about souls. I need to focus about my own life. Enlightenment will come from other souls. The purpose of God we stand. God will perform his pleasure. And like Jesus said, that if you refuse to praise God, that God is able to raise up stones.
as children for Abraham. As children that will praise the Lord. I pray God will not substitute you in the kingdom in Jesus' name. It's a song we sing in our language, in our dialect. Let me just translate it. Say it is me that you should use for your glory, Lord. Say replace me not, substitute me not with stones. It is me, Lord, I want you to use for your glory. For the salvation of souls. For advancing your kingdom at such a time like this. It is me, Lord. I am ready to be used. I am ready to work with you, co-laborer with you. I'm ready to use the privileges that I have in you. The power that I have that you have given. I am ready to use, O oh Lord. It is me that you should use. Abandon me not. What the guy told Esther, listen. You are going to be abandoned. You are going to be jettisoned. You are going to be replaced. Don't think that if you refuse to work to help these people of God, that help has ended for them. God can raise up enlargement from other souls, deliverance from other souls, salvation from other souls. But remember that you, a Jew, and your father's house will be destroyed. Many believers don't realize that they could render themselves useless in the hands of God, which could result in God replacing them in order to accomplish His purpose. Pray you'll be a useful instruments, profitable instruments in the hands of the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Eventually, Esther got the message. That takes us to the last point. Laudable decision and actions of awakened ambassador. Laudable, praiseworthy decision and actions of awakened ambassador. Let's read Esther chapter 15. Esther chapter 4 verse 15 rather. Chapter 4 verse 15. Then Esther bade them return Mordecai this answer. Finally, she was awakened. Go gather together all the Jews that I present that are present in Sushan, and fast ye for me, and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast. Likewise, and so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. It's beyond our ability to express the power of Mordecai's word in verse 14 and the, and the effect it had 
in the hearts and the soul of Esther. Esther that had been given excuses. Esther that had been complaining. Esther that had been focusing only on herself. Esther that had been thinking of just the material things. Esther that had been full of fear of dying. If she should go into the king of God or as unaccepted. Dramatically, she changed. And she became one of the greatest models of intercessor that the world has ever known. You know, when we stand on that last day, Esther will be there. And we say to as many that are giving excuses and excuses, excuses after excuses, day after day, even after the word of God, that is even more powerful than the word of Mordecai, has been preached to them, and yet they refuse to budge. Esther will tell them, listen, only a single verse, Mordecai spoke, and I changed I stopped giving excuses. I stopped focusing only on myself. I stopped being afraid. And I woke up and I interceded for the people. I put my life on the line. And I thrust it into the hands of God. And I prevailed. And souls were rescued. What would be our defense? If we fail to act. After the Lord has spoken to us. Time and time again. Wake up. Rescue the perishing. Intercede for soul. Search for soul. Seek for soul. Why you may. I pray we will not be condemned by the word of God. In Jesus name. Amen. Esther woke up. And she prayed. There is power in prayer. She took up the challenge. She said, go. I'm ready to go in to the king. But before then, I need to pray. We must pray if we are going to win souls. We must pray for the power of the Lord. We must pray for the Lord to destroy the forces and the powers of the devil that are holding the sinners captive. We must be people of prayer. Esther did not go into the king without first going in to the king of kings. He saw the favor of God. He saw the power of God. For three days, no eating, no eating, no drinking. A queen in the palace. <laughs> How many of us who are in America we can't fast because there's a lot of food. We can't fast one day. We got to eat. Man got to eat. We can't suffer our bodies. We need to nourish this body every day, every second. Esther was a queen in the palace. All the nourishment and everything, they were there in the palace. 
But she jettison all of those. It is not time for food. It is not time for drinking. It is not time for convenience. Let me suffer the body. Let me put this body to task. Let me fast. Let God intervene in the affairs of his people. And if we take up the challenge, I will stop giving excuses. I will stop looking at the rejection of the people and all the things that people have said or they are saying and the things probably we have suffered and we have experienced and we allow those things to pass away and we renew our faith in the Lord. And we say, Lord, things must change. And we pray and we are sincere with our God. And we hold on to the horn of the altar and say, God, things must change. Souls must not be, I mean, must not perish. They must be saved. My relatives, this my friends, this my colleagues, something must be done about their lives. God will hear us. God answers prayers. He is mighty to save, and He will save our loved ones, our friends, our colleagues, and our people around us as we reach out to them in Jesus' name. Amen. Eventually, Esther prayed. Mordecai joined, the people joined, they fasted, and they prayed. And the story you know, God intervened. Haman was destroyed. Amen? Amen. The wickedness in the land. The author of the wickedness that was to wipe out this, the, the children of God was terminated. And eventually their sorrows were turned to joy. Their money was turned to gladness. Their perplexity was turned to prosperity. And they rejoiced because a single man, a single woman, Esther. She took up the challenge. She prayed. And she took action of faith. She went into the king and asked for the lives of her people. If we, you, me, you, all of us, we take up the challenge and we will pray. Say, God, we are asking for the souls of these people. The souls that Jesus died for. Souls in my family, souls in your family, souls in your place of work, souls in my place of work, souls in your neighborhood, souls in my neighborhood. We say, God, they must not perish. Though they are like hiding, though they are like rejecting you, but Lord, we know you can save them. And we will pray for them, and we will preach to them. The Lord will save them and will give us joy in Jesus' name. Eventually, See what happened. Let's read chapter 8. From verse 15. Mordecai went out from the present. This is after the prayer and after the uh, drama. And Emma had been destroyed. And Mordecai, the, the table had turned. And the Mordecai had now become a man of power. He got the authority. And he could decree. Because God had turned the table in his favor and the favor of the people. Mordecai went out from the presence of the king in a royal apparel of blue and white and with a great crown of gold. 
and with a garment of fine linen and purple. And the city of Susha rejoiced and was glad. The Jews had light, gladness, and joy and honor. And in every province and in every city, whithersoever the king's commandment and his decree came, the Jews had joy and gladness and feast and a good day. Many of the people of the land became Jews, for the fear of the Jews fell upon them. Amen. Lord, we joy, we add those souls. We add them to us, to his kingdom in Jesus' name. But we must pray, we must preach, we must intercede, must take up the challenge, and we must believe that God will do something. And as we believe God, and as we take action of faith, the Lord will give us the words in Jesus' name. Lord, we give us success in Jesus' name. It is dangerous to hold our peace in this end time. If we fail to use our God-given privileges in his kingdom to rescue the perishing, we will be placing ourselves in an unfortunate situation. A place you don't want to forfeit is your position in, your, in the kingdom of God. Place, I pray you don't render yourself useless in the kingdom in Jesus' name. Like Isaiah says, we must say the same thing. In Isaiah chapter 62, verse 1, let's see what he says. It says, For Zion's sake will I not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness and the salvation thereof as a lamb that burns. For Zion's sake, for the sake of the souls, the multitude of souls in our land, for the sake of your children, for the sake of posterity to come, for the sake of souls that Jesus died for, hold not your peace. Esther did not hold her peace. Because of the souls of children and the women, the innocent souls that were doomed for destruction. She didn't hold her peace. And we must not hold our peace at such a time like this. We must not be silent. We must not be indolent. We must not give excuse that will render us inactive. We must not be asleep in the middle of this battle for souls. The Lord will use you and the Lord will use me in Jesus' name. Amen. Sleep not at such a time like this. Hold not your peace at such a time like this. Keep not silent at such a time like this. God is looking for whom to use. You have been appointed as ambassador of Jesus at such a time like this. Receive not the grace of God in vain. Receive not the word of God in vain. Stop focusing on just only yourself. Just stop focusing on just about the material things or the ephemeral things, the things of the world. 
that will pass away. Let's think about souls. Let's think about Jesus who went to the cross and suffered for the souls of men. Let's join hands with the Savior and rescue the perishing. Let's be concerned about the souls of men around us that are due for destruction if they change not their way from darkness to light of Christ. Let's be concerned. Let's see the, the position we occupy. Let's see the privileges therein. Let's see the power that we have. And let's operate in, rea in the reality of these privileges and this power. Let's understand the position we occupy. Let's understand the expectations that God has of us. Let's understand our responsibility. Let's understand the danger that is looming if we fail to act. Let's understand the judgment that is coming. Let's understand that God is not a man. And is not a respecter of any man. Let's understand that he is going to judge. He's going to judge every action. He's going to judge every inaction. I pray on that last day you will be justified in Jesus' name. You will be justified by the work that Jesus has done. You will be justified by your obedience to the word of God. You will be justified by the actions of faith and actions of obedience in the name of Jesus Christ. We will not forfeit what Jesus has done for us by our action or our inaction in Jesus' name. Lord has spoken to you today. That's a looming destruction that should arouse grief, agony, concern in your heart. And we must stop from being lazy, from being indolent, or from giving excuses at such a time like this. Let's be awakened to our responsibility. And let's make decisions that are laudable. Let's do things that are laudable that will bring souls into the kingdom and that will earn for us reward in eternity in Jesus' name. If you are willing and you are ready, the Lord will aid you and you will be fruitful in the land in Jesus' name. Let's go to God in prayers. Let's commit ourselves into the hands of the Lord. Mordecai did not speak as much as the Lord has spoken to us today. Esther changed. Esther acted. The Lord has spoken to you today. Will you hide in your heart still? Will you remain indolent still? Will you still remain focusing on just the material things and the ephemeral things of this world and don't have plan for winning souls? Be an obedient child of God. A faithful child of God. Responsible child of God. Instrument in the hands of God. To do exploit. The Lord will use you. He wants to use you. That's why I have spoken this to you. That you might be useful instrument in his hand. To turn the heart of men back to him. Those that have been estranged from him. To bring them back to the kingdom. And you will not lose your reward in Jesus' name. No more will take your place. 
in the kingdom of God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Our loving Father, we thank you for the love you have for us. For sending your son Jesus to die for us, to redeem us. And we thank you, Lord, for leaving us and preserving us here in the world at such a time like this. Thank you for the grace you have given us. Thank you for the commission you have given us. Thank you for the word you have given us. Thank you for the privileges and the power that you have given us in the kingdom to profit with. Lord, we pray that the grace we have received will not be in vain in our lives in Jesus' name. Where we have been indolent in the past, where we have been giving excuses in the past, where we have been focusing on the things of the world only, the ephemeral things of the world, at the expense of eternal things, at the expense of things that we have eternal reward. Lord, we pray you forgive us, Lord. And Lord, as you woke up Esther from spiritual slumber, Lord, you have spoken today, O God. Lord, we pray none of us will remain in the state of spiritual slumber in Jesus' name. Our hearts will yield and obey your word. As we go, Lord, we will do as thou command. We will preach and we pray to rescue the perishing. Lord, we pray you that convert souls, you that change his heart. Lord, you will give us fruit of the souls of men into your kingdom in Jesus' name. Our labors will not be in vain. And Lord, we pray, we ourselves, as we seek souls into the kingdom, you will help us to keep our bodies under, to live with eternity in view, to obey you in all of our ways, so that we will not be cast away after we preach to others in Jesus' name. Hold us in your hands, Lord. Lead us to the very end. Bless you, we give you all the glory. As we go this week, go before us. Part every recipe before us, Lord. Move every mountain out of our ways, Lord. Lord, keep us safe from all evils, Lord. Bless the labors of our hands. Thank you, Lord, for the answer. We give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let's share the grace and fellowship. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. We shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Praise the Lord.